Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, Elden Ring's DLC may have leaked. It's actually been data mined by a fan um, who discovered a line of code in the game uh, with the phrase DLC01 inside it. Now, there's not that much to go off. However, if you look at the timeline of previous From Software games to DLC releases, we are almost right on time. And you might even say that we're about a month away. Is that right? Considering past things. Now, if you go, like I said, if you go into previous FromSoft releases, uh, Bloodborne came out in March uh, 2015. The DLC came out in November 2015. Dark Souls 3 came out in March 2016 the DLC was in October 2016 Dark Souls 2 the game was in March the three DLCs were all out by September the only outlier is Sekiro which came out in March 2019 um, and didn't get any story based DLC but did get some DLC the year after um, later on by October 2020 um, but overall <clears throat> excuse me it seems like From Software like to aim for getting their DLC out story based DLC yes. in the same year as the game and Elden Ring there's many theories we can get to in terms of what the DLC might be about but what do you think Scott Telford, do you know why I'm so excited about this <laughs> potential news? It's because From Software does incredible DLC. Yes. All of the games that you've mentioned there, Barca Hero, which doesn't really fit the bill, mm. had like incredible expansions when all was said and done. Mm. Yes, some of them individually might have felt a little bit short and maybe were a little disappointing at the time, but taken as a whole, every kind of substantial update that these games have had, in my opinion, has been <coughs> worthwhile. I love Bloodborne the Old Hunters, you know, Dark Souls yes. 2 DLC is arguably better than the main game. Totally. They've got a good track record is all I'm saying, and I loved Elden Ring, and I just want more from this world, and I think as we're going to get into, mm. there are so many interesting avenues that they could take with whatever they do <laughs> to kind of give us an addendum, or maybe even an epilogue to this experience. So, let's talk about some theory things. Obviously Elden Ring has incredible lore, you know, coming from George R. R. Martin, twin with Hidetaka Miyazaki, there's a lot of different bits and pieces that you could pull from. Um, and even when you first go through the story, as much as you need to read item descriptions and everything else to really get a feel for it, um, or just watch Vati Vidya's videos, which is what I do, which is what we do. Um, massive shout out to that dude. Um, yeah, like I said, there's a handful of things that I think would make for super cool DLC. Um, so we'll run some stuff down. The first one is the idea of the Elder Beast's origin slash the Elden Ring's origin um, and taking you up to space. We know that the Elden Beast came from a star long before the events of the game, um, and some out there in space um, set that in motion the greater will or whatever the hell you want to call it um, that's my first theory that we'll get to do something set in space well Scott Tailford I love that right because <laughs> so much 
in Elden Ring already revolves around, you know, space on the moon or whatever. Mm. And especially if you go down Rani's ending, which yes. judging by the trophy data, a lot of us did, at That's least for the first time around, you know, it's very tantalizing about what's out there. And like you said, where does the greater will come from? I'm not going to pretend like I've, I've got watertight Elden Ring lore, mm. but just going off, you know, kind of like the base storytelling beats of the original game and the kind of iconography that was within there. Mm. I want to see what's going on outside of this planet, essentially. I want to go interstellar. Yes, the same. Uh, in a Christopher Nolan sense. I'm very <laughs> curious what the, um, there's all that fractured pieces of the old kingdom that are there, which assumedly came from something that took place on that same, you know, patch of land or whatever. But what if that kingdom was sent, it landed on Earth from somewhere mm. else, maybe some sort of kingdom in the stars or whatever. Um, my next one down is, Wait, go on. Before you go oh on my as well. God. I want to jump back in because jump I'm just, it. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Uh, going back to the stars, what I love about From Software yes. in their previous stories, especially Bloodborne, is the sense of the cosmic. You know, in totally. from uh, in Elden Ring in particular, is kind of like in the best way possible a greatest hits run through of a <laughs> lot of the beats from their the stories of their previous games. And if we get a bigger focus on the cosmic with the DLC, it will remind me of Bloodborne oh and God. give me, or at least allow me to scratch the Bloodborne two itch. <laughs> you know One of the coolest, coolest, coolest. One of the coolest things in Bloodborne 2 is the reveal that you're being watched by a series of eldritch horrors that are all throughout the uh, the kingdom, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, Hidetaka Miyazaki has long had a sort of a love of Cthulian horror. Look at the the, the enemy designs, the monster designs over various games. Um, the idea of tapping back in back into that directly on the biggest game he's done so far um, would make a whole lot of sense. And um, the next thing that I had down though was um, traveling back in time to Placida Sax's kingdom. And um, Placida Sax is this dragon I dude. Sorry, Jimin, I'm just so impressed that you got that pronunciation correct. I'm learning Japanese. If you need me to say arigato gozaimasu, I can I bust that out. I, I, I need to, I'm getting in touch with multiple phonemic words. Anyway, um, Placida Saxis Kingdom um, was the whole idea of a dragon lord, a dragon kingdom, and um, the thing that was set in motion. I don't know how long before the events of the game, um, but you do get to fight Placida Sax with his twin heads. Assumedly, this dude at one point ruled the realm, and I just love the idea of a dragon rulership. Um, I don't know what rules they would have, and if they would wear robes. I don't know if they'd have armor on. <laughs> <laughs> like in House of the Dragon, but George Martin absolutely loves dragons. Yes. So why not do a dragon kingdom? I've never seen anything like that before, um, especially in, you know, rendered more realistically. So I'm curious if that's the way they go. And it's cool because we saw the remnants of this kingdom, right, at the it's end of the game where you had a few dragons still, you know, flying around this, uh, you know, place that is crumbling. It's literally <laughs> called, I think, the crumbling uh, duh, 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 something else <laughs> that I've forgotten. And you get like the dragons, you get the tornadoes. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And again, that's very much on brand for from software if we're going to be doing a time traveling uh, shenanigan with the DLC because they have done that before yep. uh, you know like I said going back to Blood Bomb the old hunters you know you're going yes into a dream but you're also kind of like going back in time and you're seeing enemies from the past you're seeing hunters from the past and this is already has a precedent in Elden Ring itself yes. so I think that would be really cool not just for the reasons that you mentioned there in terms of what you would actually see with this uh, you know uh, kind of like place at its peak. Yes, well that's the thing, like, speaking of you know the way that you access this boss fight, you literally just lie down yeah. on a random piece of floating stone and it takes you back in time. So I feel like because they've already done that, um, you know they can just use that to beam you to any point in the timeline and let you see certain events or let you take part in certain events that are referenced in the item descriptions, etc. Um, which makes which uh, brings you to my next point, which is a Melania-focused DLC. Melania by far the, the fan favorite character, obviously by far one of the hardest bosses in the game. Um, one of the events that was depicted in the earliest trailer was her taking on Radon. Radon is the massive dude who rides a little tiny 
course. Yes, a little um, small one. But also, one of, again, Radon was one of the, uh, the hardest fights in the game, you know, pre-patch or whatever you want to call it. Speak for yourself. Um, well, like, well, Josh gets through it first time because it's not going to be Hades first time. <laughs> um, but still, the Radon fight versus Melania uh, was why the Scarlet Rot was so prevalent in the world overall when we get to explore it as players in the timeline of Elden Ring itself. Um, apparently, that fight between Melania and Radon led to some sort of wound slash attack that Melania unleashed, and that's what the Scarlet Rot is because she's yes. already full of it anyway. Um, which obviously takes you know factors into her boss fight. But what do you think of them going to that fight? It's gonna be that far before the events of the game. No. Maybe he plays Melania, I don't know. Oh my god, I mean I Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. 
I'll see you all soon. Scott Silver, when I, I went would... through this game in New Game Plus, I used Melania's yes. suit of armor <laughs> and it looked absolutely sick. Uh -huh. No, I guess this would be sort of, like you said, maybe the fan favorite uh, approach to take because if I recall correctly, Melania was like the first thing we ever saw from Elden Ring. If I remember, yes, like the, the first artwork, yeah. piece of promotional art mm -hmm. was that character. Obviously, and then we saw the fight or the aftermath with the fight with Rodan. I love that. I love the stuff with the Scarlet Rot. Same. And again, I'm not 100% on this, but when just before you fight Melania, you kind of see one of her Scarlet Rot cocoons. I'm yes. not sure if that has any extra significance uh, or what of that can come into play. Uh -huh. um, I'm kind of as uh, in the dark as a lot of people are. <laughs> but I do like that as an Bring idea. Bring of course. Well, I don't know what that... What? In the dark? Oh, very good, very yeah. good. This guy. He's this better guy. than me. He's better than me. He's more professional. No, he just listens to a lot of Bring Me the Horizon. Anyway, in terms of Melania stuff, I feel like that will be an easy win considering the reputation of that character. However, another character that a lot of people love is Nicola. Um, that's the dude that's inside the cocoon. Um, I forget the name of the character that you fight, but they're protecting this cocoon. And there's an... Oh, do you remember? It's a... Uh, oh, my God. It's it's something... The <laughs> Blood Omen? Yeah. Yeah. Margit? No. It, what one. is... Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Marjorie. No. Whatever that dude's called, you fight a dude, um, one of the, again, another one of the really hard bosses in the game. Yes. Um, and they're defending this big egg that has a dude inside it called Mikola. And uh, one of the prevalent fan theories for a long time is what the hell is Mikola really doing? What dream are they stuck into? And maybe touching their hand or interacting with them more takes you into their dream or takes you to some sort of yes. place where you can do a DLC. Um, a lot of fans talking about, you know, what Mikola might do in the greater scheme of things. Maybe they would be the one that facilitates you getting access to the greater will um, and maybe Mikola's role in this is to reset everything overall um, there's a whole bunch of wider fan theory stuff going on but do you want to touch Mikola's hands Josh? I really do I've been wanting to do that for months now <laughs> this was one of the first fan theories that I saw probably yes. on the reddit someone suggesting that the DLC will start when you go up to that egg mm -hmm. and you touch the hand and then you get you know sucked into something some kind of realm uh -huh. or whatever and I always thought that was really interesting because that area you know with all of the blood and the kind of you know kind of like nightmare Irish hellscapes mm. that you're fighting through to get to that point. I thought it was like, you know, incredibly evocative. It looked really cool. And I always wanted to know more about what was going on there. And I always thought it was strange that in the, in the main game, you didn't really go back there no. to get any more elaboration or to do anything with the hand of the egg. So for me, ever since I heard that, I'm like, that's what I want to see from the DLC personally. That kind of goes alongside, um, it's almost like a, a fan theory that goes alongside the Mikola stuff, is like you said, it would let you explore that area like more, because um, one of the coolest things in Elden Ring is realizing there's a duplicate world underneath the one that you're on. Um, I forget the name of that place, actually, now that I try to think of it. It's been a while since the start <laughs> We're forgetting of the year. a lot, aren't we? I we think we're all going to rip us to shreds in the comments. Mikola, Melania, there's a lot of stuff to remember from a good few months ago. But anyway, um, I like the idea of pulling that trick twice, or at least doing something that would let you explore that area and do more in the underground, which um, I I found that in 15 minutes, which you is did. hilarious. Um, didn't necessarily mean to, but I stumbled into that area and then everyone else was like, I found it 40 hours later. Literally, I think it was about the 40 hour mark when I finally went down that elevator and thought, oh, this is what Scott mentioned in the first hour of gameplay. Yeah, I was like, this is a really good tutorialist. I'm getting uh, <laughs> lots of information. And the last thing that I've got down was Josh's idea, which is um, the fingers that you talk to, the sort of the fingers that are waiting for a response from the greater will, the ones that you check in with across the game, and um, they go into ostensibly a hibernation at the end of the game. They're waiting for more information from the greater will. 
and I think they say there'll be a 1,000 year gap, or they yes. only check in every sort of 1,000 years or so, and maybe we'll jump forward in time, or go to some other point in time when the fingers have intervened, or yeah. tried to communicate the greater will. Yeah, I kind of want to see this, because I thought that was such, again, an evocative plot point, you know, the fingers suddenly stop communicating with you, and then it's like, well, we'll try again in a 1,000 years, see what happens, <laughs> you know, when we get some kind of uh, more orders. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want, if, if I was personally doing this, which, you know, thank God for everyone watching this that I'm not because it might be 1975 DLC coming your way <laughs> the Matty Healy DLC I would take that man of course it's I would be um, being funny in a foreign language right? yeah, uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is yes. I think it would be cool to do a Dark Souls 3 thing with that mm. if you jump a thousand years in the future and then maybe at the end of the DLC you actually fight a version of yourself that became Elder Lord <laughs> in the game I think that would be quite neat obviously Ooh. maybe impossible to do because you'd have to take into account the, One of the endings, vastly yeah. different endings of Elden Ring itself but there might be a way to maybe fight a shadow of yourself because I mean you fight a lot of shadows of previous lords True. in the game already maybe there's a way to do it I'm not entirely sure I'm just thinking that of you know, which endings have a future at all? Because if you do the dung eater ending, everything's an apocalypse. Yes. Even, not necessarily immediately. If you do the fire ending, everything burns. I love the frenzied flame Frenzied ending. flame ending. If you do the Rani ending, there is something else that's going to happen. But yeah, I feel like most of those endings were fairly compact anyway. Um, but there is also that idea threaded throughout Elden Ring that the fingers will last longer than anyone else anyway. And that they're always kind of there. They're always doing something. They're always sort of waiting um, to be able to do something else and in influence the events of the world. Yeah. But overall, um, what do you want from Elden Ring DLC? We talked about theory we talked about you know the idea of them matching the same release schedule as previous games what do you want from it do you want lore do you want gameplay do you want levels I'm greedy so I want it all I want the level cap to be <laughs> increased I want more um, I kind of hope we get a new open world area or at yes. least the um, hub that we have now for lack of a better word it's mm -hmm. very early in the morning uh, to be like radically changed like like you said through either time travel shenanigans mm -hmm. or whatever you know I kind of want another big place to explore preferably with another big um, dungeon mm -hmm. another big um, you know place Dark Souls-esque place to explore mm -hmm. like the Lindell uh, capital or whatever you know just yeah. something meaty to dive into if you get one big dungeon in one big interesting kind of like uh, surrounding area mm -hmm. that would satisfy me personally because mm -hmm. I feel like if they do my dragon idea the Tudorstack stuff then you would almost be reskinning the existing model a bit yes. and sort of putting those kingdoms back together and letting you explore it again which would almost duplicate the game <clears throat> size that we've already got but you'd have more characters to interact with whatever um, I also like the sort of micro storytelling that FromSoft do like I love the Volcano Manor stuff with Rikert in this game yeah. um, and I love the, um, the Painted World of Ariamis and things like that I think you could do something like that however because Elden Ring is so huge so ungodly humongous I feel like that's what they'll do they'll almost blood and wine it where it'll be like right. this almost could be a sequel's worth of DLC um, and their turnaround is already ridiculous there was that whole rumour from the start of this year um, or earlier this year that their next game was already almost finished Yeah. Um, which on their timeline could even be next year like for the, as much as they roll stuff out um, I don't want it next year necessarily I think um, um, correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure I read like an interview around the time Elden Ring came out and it was like oh are you surprised at how you know big this was and how big the game is they were kind of like nah we just viewed it as our next game and it's like this is the biggest this is literally like in terms of space the biggest thing you've ever done with so much content in there yeah. how did you just approach this as yet another game that's just what we do and it's just Man. one of the best people in the industry to be honest but uh, yeah that's how they do but yeah let us know what you think down in the comments below of the idea of Elden Ring DLC which fan theories do you want to see or do you have your own let us know for now I've been Scott from whatculture.com I've been Josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye bye goodbye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.